Hello and welcome aboard our podcast, Fighting Catholic Jetlag. My name is JC and I'll be your host. I'm a flight attendant and I'm on a journey to find my place within the Catholic Church. I'll be accompanied by my friend and co-host, Father Larry Hostetter, priest of 34 years and doctor of sacred theology. He's a Catholic University president and for our discussion, he'll serve as spiritual ground control to keep things on course for our flight back to faith. At times, we'll be navigating through difficult and uncomfortable issues, so prepare for a bit of turbulence along the way. There won't always be easy answers, but no subject will be off the table. If you're ready to explore your own doubts and questions and rediscover your faith with us, then sit back, buckle up, and enjoy our flight to faith. Okay, so we're going to start with um, limoncello before we get going because they you weren't here for this, but they said bring limoncello back. And you know it's so easy to bring a glass bottle yes, for yes. two flights. Actually, it was three flights. I flew Rome to New York to Atlanta to home. Is that four? Yeah. Uh, and we should, you know, uh, the last two episodes we did not introduce ourselves, so we might have. We new didn't. Listeners. They probably don't even know who we are. I know. Hi, I'm JC Hartz. And I'm Father Larry Hostetter. Welcome to, to Catholic Jet. Fighting Catholic Jet. Yes. Catholic and we're a special guest here this evening. Special guest. Why don't you this introduce him since because he is he, he's yours. Yes, he is mine. So today around 2 p.m., I'm like, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to clean the house and make some chili. I call Ben. I'm like, can I have some friends over? Um, and so we have a special guest, my husband. You know him from our commercials, Mr. Ben Hartz, who turns 33 tomorrow. <gasps> so we are celebrating. We are having chili. Tonight was today's St. Francis feast day. So before we get started, I brought a little treat back as I was explaining. Um brought some limoncello um, from Italy because... You're supposed to drink this after your meal. No. That's what I said. It's, in, it's called a digestive yeah. after the meal, but before it, it's called an aperitivo. An aperitivo. You serve it in like these little shot glasses, but we don't have like the fancy wear. So we're serving them in shot glasses we've kind of accumulated. So like Lauren says UK. What's that? Big win over the Gators. <laughs> yes. What's yours? Mine's South Carolina. Oh heck yeah. Mine's yeah. Louisiana. So do y'all do y'all want to try it? Do you sip it or shoot it? So you can do either, but we we sip it. And in last week's episode, I explained how I mixed it with champagne. Why are you shaking your head already? Don't sip but okay what do you do we're not in italy i guess you can do i mean oh, i want to do it like we do in italy. you can off it huh what? Pour it back. <laughs> see ben what i have to put up with every week yeah we cut most of it i love, I love how father I love larry <laughs> father larry calls it a, a quaff and it's like no that's taking a shot just ben's birthday ben oh, was right. in indianapolis for he won an award Tell him about it. Best looking boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Dundies for construction, and he won best looking out of every construction guy in the world, in the universe. Which is not hard. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. The Dun- Dundies. 
uh, won an award for a public works project at mm-hmm. New City Hall here in Kentucky and police station I did where's, last year. Where's it at? In Litchfield. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was a neat job. That is that neat. Is. Well, welcome to our construction podcast. This is called <laughs> Tool Belts and High Hopes. <laughs> Say it, Ben. Welcome to our podcast. You know, the the Catholic space is kind of overrun, so we're going full-time construction good. So welcome to Tool Time. Well, that's one of the things I've wondered about. Can I just talk briefly? Yeah. Yeah. Take it away, Ben. Well, something I've always brought up to you is uh, Jesus, his carpentry skills are never mentioned. Okay, and what does that say to you? He went into politics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are lots of little images and holy cards and things with Jesus there with Joseph learning how to be a carpenter. Holding but, a flashlight. Yeah. Holding <laughs> <a> flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Where Joseph says, I said I want the plane. <laughs> I said the Phillips head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the part I've never understood, really. From my religion. Yeah. You know, it just, he never. Like you hear about his fun thing that he did. His, um, like his hobby. Well, but you don't hear about his job. You hear about him speaking in the temple and then it goes dark for so long. And that's gotta be when he tried carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work out. And Joseph said, you know, I think you have maybe. A calling. For itinerary preaching exactly itinerant i said itinerant itinerant preaching i I think you should get back into it and he's like no i'm really feeling the i'm really feeling the carpentry and but you do know as a parent mary and joseph were probably like maybe he doesn't have the skills let's let him follow his dream you gotta let's push him in the what he knows he will do well at like when your kids come Uh, home yeah and they're like mom i definitely want to be a painter and you're like have you have you tried yeah. Sunday school? Yeah. <laughs> Is it like that? Lily, you're going to be tall. Like, yeah. I don't know about the ballerina. But I mean, if you can't do carpentry, you've got two options. It's either real estate or... Politics. Politics. I did not know that. I didn't either. So luckily for you all, both of your dads, Lauren and Ben, your all's dads, big carpentry guys, right? Big time Josephs. Big time Josephs. <laughs> and you all are the Jesuses. Is that what you're getting? I would never dare. <laughs> so today on Fighting Catholic Jetlag, welcome. I'm JC Hartz. That's my co-host, Father Larry Hostetter. Father Larry Hostetter. And we have with us our directors and producers, Dr. Lauren McCrary. And Dr. Rebecca Sapp. Yes. You want to speak into the mic, honey? Ben Hart. <laughs> Here with us. Um, and Hallie. And ha- <laughs> Hallie, went, we have all the dogs here. It was St. Francis Day. Can you name all the dogs here? Yes, okay. yes. There was a blessing. I was scared Father Larry wouldn't get to eat, so I made chili. All the dogs are here. We have our dog, Hallie. She wants pets from Father Larry. We have Rebecca. What's your dog's name? Lady. Lady. We have Father Larry's two dogs, which are Stella and Bruno. Stella and Bruno. So, all right, that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Yeah. Y'all nailed it. (laughs) We thought since we had a little bit of a dark session last time, we would do something fun. This time, and maybe just pick a little bit on Catholics and all of their weird little uh, 
things. That, I love it. So you had some questions. You I've wanted got some answers. questions. Well, why, don't you, why don't we start with those, and then we'll get to. You know, have you all ever wondered, like, what is uh, the infant of Prague? And no. Why do can Catholics like? Candles? I want to know. Can I wear leggings to mass? Is a baseball hat except okay if you have greasy hair? These are the questions I want to know. Yes. But we'll get to all of them. Um, so this week for our commercial, you know, we we have our commercial boy live. My husband Ben is here. All right, here's the commercial, Ben. All right. Well, this week's sponsor is Coleman Mini Bikes. Uh, Coleman, American brand, American made, beautiful, beautiful rides. Uh, imagine yourself strapped to a rocket ship <laughs> built with all steel American welded frame and a lawnmower engine. We're talking Tillerson 212s, people. These things are bad to the bone. You know, you go to these trails and they say, you know, leave no print, no footprint. Well, these, you blaze your own trail. You go right through that. You know, I recently got my own Co Coleman uh, mini bike. It's 200 UT during uh, COVID. And uh, out of the box, they do 19 miles an hour. Uh, Coleman doesn't recommend this, wink. But... <laughs> They have kind of uh, set out their plans and let engineers do their own things. I've taken mine from 19 miles an hour to 49 miles Please an hour in a matter of $300. So, Coleman, go exploring. Wow. wow. That's, that's the best commercial we've ever had. That's the best commercial we've ever had. And we're actually not sponsored by them, Father Larry. <laughs> we're um, not. Yeah. Well, we should be. Well, we should be. So, Ben, thank you for that. I don't even know where to go. <laughs> if you're listening, Coleman, call us. <laughs> Oh my God. So if you have a Coleman mini bike, um, reach out to us. Um, if you need any more information on creating your own um, podcast, we can cover you on that too. So, <laughs> all right. All right. So, so, Ben, since you're on a roll, what's the weirdest Catholic thing you've ever experienced? Weirdest Catholic thing. Uh, it's not weird. It was just, Kind of like... Or that your friends thought was weird. Or Catholic school. Well, okay. Uh, when I was at UK, the house we lived in was next to the Newman Center there. And on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights, they would... Or Sunday nights, they would have mass. And... That's so weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Days of the week. <laughs> um, Sorry. So the weird thing is we there'd be 60 of us living in the house next door. And I'm not going to say which house, but it was a house. And uh, we would go over there after I would talk them into it. And the deal was if you got through mass they would roll back these big accordion-style doors down the whole sidewall of the chapel there, and you got to eat all the spaghetti you wanted. <laughs> yes. We're here for the free spaghetti dinners. And that's how they got college kids. I mean, that's why I'm mass. Catholic. And 
Spaghetti. The first spaghetti dinners. Worked. (laughs) (laughs) But I never converted anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Father Mike that. Yeah, spaghetti Wednesday. Or the eight o'clock mass on Sunday had spaghetti. Well, so Rebecca and I went last perfect segue, Ben. Thank you. We Rebecca and I went last night to Father Mike's mass. And I was saying at so Father Mike, who now is at your all school, he was our um chaplain at the Newman Center at Western. So Ben went to UK, then transferred to Western. That's how we met. And we actually kind of became a thing because of Father Mike. Did you all know this? Yes. So Ben and I lived behind each other. In front of us was the Newman Center. To the right of us was the bar Hilligan's. So we were at the bar one night, run into each other. We got to talking. And you were like, I don't know how it came up, but Father Mike's name came up. And Mm -hmm. Ben's like, oh, Father Mike's one of my friends. I've known Father Mike since I was a little guy. St. Stephen. Yeah. So we decided to call him at Hilligan's. You caught us calling because you were in a celebratory mood. We were in a celebratory mood oh, because I, like I have I've made a friend. My neighbor happened to know Father Mike, and I'm like, let's call him. So we call it Father Mike, and Ben was getting Ben was really excited, and he said, well, we'll have a barbecue sometime. Father Mike is stone sober, and he's like, "All right, let's do it." And we're like, you know, when you're you've been having a few, and you're like, "We'll do that thing in the future, right?" We're going paintballing in the morning. We're going paint. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. So he's like, "But we make plans to hang out with Father Mike the next morning." So we both the next morning we're texting like, "Oh my gosh, we have we're throwing Father Mike a barbecue," and. Ben's like, we need to get food. So I go and get our barbecue food. I happen to have a grill. He comes over. We have a personal party. The three of us, me, Ben, Father Mike, we have a grill out. That's really sweet. That's kind of how we started hanging out. What was the time that you, you said that you, you encountered Father Mike. You were on a, you would ride your bike everywhere and you were riding somewhere and you said you encountered Father Mike. Do you remember that? What happened? It was about 105 degrees out in the middle of the summer. He pulls up next to me in a pickup truck. I'm at a stoplight sweating profusely. And he said, where are you headed, Ben? I said, I'm headed to my class thinking he would offer me a ride. (laughs) And he said, all right, good luck with that. And it turned green. Sunday night college church is the best because Mm -hmm. the first time I went this year, because I hadn't been to one since probably college, but I remember thinking like, oh, I I need to put something on. And I was wearing like a tennis skirt and I walked in, all the students are in their sandals and shorts, leggings. I'm like, gosh, I love coming here. Father Mike is actually doing a mass walkthrough at St. Peter and Paul at the end Mm -hmm. of the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Paul. Do I keep calling it that? Yeah. <laughs> so Lauren's mom sent in a, a question about the Angelus. And apparently when she was in grade school, the Angelus bell would ring at noon while they were at research, recess and everybody stopped and prayed. That is indicative of a really Catholic culture when everybody recognizes what the Angelus is. And the Angelus bell rings three times a day. And rings at six o'clock in the morning, twelve noon, and six o'clock at night. And 
when you recognize the bell, you say a, a little prayer. And um, most Catholics have that prayer memorized. Uh, Stacy can tell you what it is. And it's a prayer about the incarnation. So um, three times a day, you reflected just for a few seconds on the fact that Jesus became human being. Mrs. Martin is at the foot of the cross. So we've got some questions. We're going to deal with those in this episode and try to make it fun and funny, hopefully. We already heard Ben's weird Catholic story, obviously, connected to the um, spaghetti after Mass. And we tried calling my friend, Father Jim. I would uh, say he's our friend at this point. Okay. Do you want to try calling him back? Yeah, let's call him back. Um, so we are we have picked out of a hat a number of listeners, and we're calling you right now. So He did text what he thought was the weirdest Catholic thing, there you go. which is the uh, what's called the Bone Church in Rome. Oh, yeah, we have a picture of it. We'll have to... I have to share this picture. Is with... that movie with Denzel? No. So, <laughs> so clarificational. Uh, I'm glad you asked if I'm in charge of the Instagram. So I'll do a couple of posts here and there, but for the most part, Rebecca will post anything that's quoting us. And I told her the other day, I'm like, you need to say that it's you because she quoted me in it. And I said, Rebecca, you need to let people know you're writing it. I'm not <laughs> quoting myself on Instagram. So Reb's, um, she's doing some of the Instagram. Okay. Um, go on. So the one of the weird things in the Catholic Church is our obsession with dead things, relics, and so forth. And in Rome, the Capuchin monks have a church. It's on the Via Veneto. The Via Veneto, by the way, you probably were there one time, JC, because it's where all of the beautiful people hung out in the 1960s. Well, obviously. Right. And in the 2020s, we right. um, we Harry, tend to hang out Harry's there as well. Where is. Well, anyway, it was a Capuchin church. Capuchin is a, a religious order in the church in order of Franciscan. But it's a Catholic order. Yes. And in this church, the monks wanted to be, it was a big thing to be buried in the Holy Land. Oh, love it. Me too. Obviously, if you're in Rome, you're not in the Holy Land. So they brought dirt from the Holy Land and put it in their basement. Oh. And when they would die, now that's a they life created hack. a crypt and they would bury themselves in 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 the in the in the crypt. But there wasn't enough space for all of them. So over time, they would dig up the person that was in the grave already, and then they would decorate them, use use their bones to decorate the walls. So there were chandeliers made out of human bones. There were small skeletons on decorating the ceiling from noble families. There were monks fully clad in their robes, kind of lined up on the wall. And we'll put a picture, I sent a picture to uh, uh, Rebecca, and she'll put that on the Instagram. And it, I, these dead monks are not, JC quoting herself, um, and um, it's just a really weird spot, and it was really cool to walk through because you're you're as close to these bones as I am to you all. I mean, it was that's that's does it feel and, creepy or it cool? And I think for modern people, it would feel pretty creepy. There would we always be a monk, an old monk down there that would kind of be the guard, you know, the, the gateway into it. And there, there's a sign uh, as you enter, and it says, "Remember." 
that as you are, we once were. As we are, you will be. That's so ominous. And that sets the tone. Yeah. So thank you, Father Jim, for sending us that uh, reminder of weird stuff in Rome. That's a good one. Unfortunately, in the history of relics, <laughs> there have been some really weird relics, like the wing of the arch, you know, a feather from the wing of the archangel Gabriel, or a drop of Mary's uh, milk. There's always that one biblical influencer who's like, oh, come into my home. And it's like, what's that? And it's like, oh, that in my shadow box. <laughs> it's my Jesus grilled cheese. It's my. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, so don't even bother. In don't the 1960s, they got rid of a lot of these dubious relics and just said, you know. What'd they do with them? They, they buried most of them. And no, they yeah. didn't. Yeah. They're getting them ready for next, next wave. <laughs> so a lot of times people ask what relics is. Catholics are Catholics and the Greek Orthodox are really the only ones who do relics. And you can go into churches in, in, in Europe and even the United States and see full skeletons on display, which is the body of, of some monk. And then, of course, another weird Catholic thing are the incorruptibles, you know, the saints whose bodies never corrupted. You know? Yeah. And my favorite of that is St. Catherine of Bologna. That is your, she's your favorite. And is that she, why? Because she well, never corrupted. She remained beautiful. She remained incorrupted. I don't know how beautiful she is, but you can look her up on the internet. And But she is seated, seated in a chair. So the other story of this is apparently St. Bernadette of Subaru was incorrupt. And you can look her up. She's got a very beautiful uh, mask on. Now I wouldn't believe it. Because apparently, the story goes, no, no, was it St. Bernadette or St. Clair? One of them, a group of her sisters, decided after hundreds of years of being incorrupt, decided they wanted to give her some fresh clothes and kind of Stop. wash her body. And Stop. As they were doing it, her skin started turning dark. And leave, leave the girl alone. Like, can you imagine being the two that are like uh -oh. wanting to do something good, and all of a sudden your prized possession is starting to fall apart? That would be like Father Larry being like, "Hey, JC and Rebecca, can you go do some light cleaning in our relics room at Brescia?" And we're like, "Yeah, of course." Uh, we would we would run out and be like, it was Sister Pam. She was in there before we were. <laughs> Is there a scientific explanation for St. Bernadette's body? Are these bodies preserved in any way or are they just? No, I mean, it's considered one. It, you don't have to have. But does that mean that she doesn't get the heavenly body she's promised? In no, heaven? it just means that as a sign, a special grace. And again, the, these are one of those things that are part of Catholic weirdness, Catholic culture, that a lot of non-Catholics find very strange and maybe even off-putting. Off-putting <laughs> is putting it lightly. <laughs> and even younger Catholics. If you're Protestant and you're listening, call us. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's a long history in the Catholic Church, and it actually goes uh, back to the days of when they started evangelizing Northern Europe, because the Mediterranean people, it was kind of taboo to do anything with the dead body. You buried it and you were done. Whereas the Northern Europeans, especially the Germanic people, would keep relics of famous people and, and holy people as as a way of staying close to that. And so that's an example of a different culture, you know. And so it really then took off, I think, in the Mediterranean cultures because that's where you see it predominantly. But you know, it's 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 it is what it is. And those of you that travel to Europe, and those who travel to Italy, this is the kind of stuff you're going to see. 
And I think it's better just to go ahead and explain it. it that it's not central to being Catholic. Mm. It's not. It's not a core belief. I'm going to push back on this a little bit because I did recently travel to Europe, specifically Italy. I didn't see any of that. Saw a lot of limoncello. Saw a lot of men named Luca. Yeah. Didn't you see a go single to church. Ooh. <laughs> cut all of <laughs> cut. They, they Man, your clapbacks are so good <laughs> that I. What did you just say to me? Well, you've got to go to church. Well, you got to go, right. in, go inside the church. <laughs> I mean, if you were with us in um, uh, when we took the last trip to Rome, we saw the body of Saint Angela Marisi in Brescia, Italy. It's open for display; you can see it. And we also saw the head of Saint it's, Catherine of uh -uh. Siena in the city of Siena, what? her body, the rest of her body being in Rome. No. But Siena was her birth town and they wanted something. So they're like, we'll, we'll split. Yeah. I, you know what? Honestly, I grew up in Somerset. I live here. I can imagine that happening to me. I can see my mom being like, we went half. Well. Because I'm not coming. That was not that unusual. Here. Even in. in uh, Cut all this. This is weird. In the secular hell. world. Lord Byron's heart is in Rome, but his body is in England. We're not doing a good job at bringing Catholics back to the church of this conversation. So, um, let's move on to our, our next weird Catholic thing. Let's talk throat blessings. Throat blessing on the Feast Saint of Blaise. Saint Blaise. Yes, that's my nephew's who name. Who is uh, 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 an Eastern uh, saint and who is the patron saint of the Threats. diseases of the throat. And so there's a special blessing that goes back, way back centuries. He's an early church saint. Um, and they take two, cro two candles crossed, put it on the person's neck. Yes. The priest says a prayer through the intercession of St. Blaise, Bishop of Martyr, may the Lord keep you from all illnesses of the throat and every other illness, something to that effect. And, Sometimes uh, mass can be so fun because we'll do this in the middle of mass. Like you'll come right, up after the homily, you'll come up like you're about to get communion, and they'll put things on your. Well, neck. this is before communion. This is before no, but you, like you're going to communion is what right. I mean. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same idea. Yeah, it's same idea. Oh, yeah. So same. It's not magic. It's not magic. I think a lot of people see it as magic, but it's asking God to keep us free from illness. It won't necessarily protect us from that, but if we do get sick. We know that God is with us in even in our illnesses. Then. We love it. So just like St. Francis feast day, we, you do the blessing of the animals. Um, so yeah. You do the blessing of the throat. Do you bless everything else then? Is there a different day for your fingers to be blessed? No. <laughs> um, I think there's another special blessing. Um, well, the day before the feast of St. Blaise uh, is Candlemas day. Candlemas Day. And it's the day where candles are blessed. So people, all the candles of the church that are going to be used that year are blessed at that mass. Um, or that's the idea anyway. Um, and it's the feast of the presentation of the Lord, when the Lord Jesus was presented to the temple as a child, mm -hmm. uh, as a baby, um, and as the light of the world. Um, and so the candles represent that moment. And so some parishes have people bring their candles that they want to use for prayer at home and they're blessed at that church and they take them home with them. And those are the candles then that are used. The candles that are blessed at that mass are then used to bless the throats the next day. Hmm. Let us pray. 
So let's conclude this with a prayer. Yes. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. And we will alternate sides. Oh, yeah. There's... Rebecca and I will start. Okay. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. On this day, O beautiful Mother, on this day we give thee our love. Near thee, Madonna, fondly we hover, trusting thy gentle care to prove. On this day we ask to share, dearest Mother, thy sweet care. Aid us ere our feet astray, wander from thy guiding way. Guiding way. Queen of angels, deign to hear, lisping children's humble prayer. Young hearts gain, O virgin pure, sweetly to thyself allure. Amen. Amen. That, there were a lot of difficult words in that one. This podcast is going to go and love as you have been loved. And thanks be to God. Peace be with you. <laughs> and no. God, Godspeed. <laughs> okay. So it goes, <clears throat> on this day, O oh beautiful. It's my tree, you're not recording. <laughs>